0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Out of My Mind podcast, where we take a look at the crazy world around us through the lens of scripture, that is, a Christian worldview. I'm Keith Crosby, your host, and today we revisit the Gazan-Israeli situation. Now, this podcast today is largely addressed to Christians. This is an intramural discussion, so I'm making the case to those who say they follow Christ and take the Bible seriously. Let's get started. I'm curious. Do you celebrate Christmas? I'd like to read you a part of the Christmas story. I'm sure you've heard it before, but if you really considered its content lately and the implications, you should. Let me read to you from Luke chapter 2, verses one through seven. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered because there was no room at the end. Notice anything interesting here? This is about 70 years before Rome destroyed Jerusalem and deported the Jewish people, replacing them with colonists from other parts of the world. So, what do we see here? Joseph and Mary must go to the city of David, the city of David, you know, Bethlehem. It's a Jewish city, it's named after the king, the city of David. Why did they go? To be taxed during the Roman occupation because each taxpayer had to return to his or her city of origin. And this was where Joseph's family was from. And all this, of course, can be verified through secular records kept by the Roman government. It's not just a biblical account. And, And later, they would go to the temple in Jerusalem according to Jewish custom to redeem Jesus as a firstborn. Jerusalem is the Jewish city. It's the home of the temple. It's not a divided city. It's the capital of, city of Israel. And this is 600 years before the building of the Dome of the Rock. Later, they return for one of the Jewish feasts. We've all heard the story. You know the incident. Jesus gets lost in a the caravan. They have to go back to, to Jerusalem. They're looking for him in the temple, well predating the so-called Dome of the Rock and he is chastised for terrifying his parents, but they find him in the temple interacting with the Jewish leaders and teachers there. That's in Luke 2 also at the end. So what does all this mean? Simply this, all of this was Jewish land. Rome and those they installed there in the Jewish people's place were colonizers to use the popular terminology of today, which begs the question, why should the Jews not get their homeland back in toto just like so many advocate for indigenous peoples around the world, like Native Americans here in the United States or Aborigines in Australia. Some would say, well, maybe the Jews were latecomers, something like the so-called Palestinians. Now, that's not really true at all. And if you really wanna go back in time to establish ownership of the area, let's go back 700 years or so to 701 or 702 BC. And doing so, let's consider a few passages from 2 Kings chapter 17 and 18, which discuss Assyrian deportations and sieges of the Jewish cities in their native homeland, long before the Roman conquest, almost 700 years later. And for concision's sake, I'll read one to you and the other I'll just summarize for the sake of brevity. But I want you to consider what this means for for today's context. And we'll also consider what secular history has to say either verifying or refuting these records. Second Kings 17, 24-27 And the king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kutah, Ava, Hamath, and Saravim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the Jewish people. They deported the Jewish people. And they took possession of Samaria and lived in the cities. And at the beginning of their dwelling there, they did not fear the Lord. Therefore the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. So the king of Assyria was told, The nations you have carried away and placed in the cities of Samaria do not know the law of the God of that land. Therefore he sent lions among them, and behold, they are killing them because they do not know the law of the God of that land. Then the king of Assyria commanded, Send there one of the priests whom you carried away from there, whom you deported, and let him go and dwell there and teach them the law of the God of the land. So, the Jews aren't the colonizers in Palestine, they're the indigenous peoples. And again, it's fashionable today to talk about giving the land back to indigenous peoples and making the evil colonizers pay. Of course, some will say, well, that's the Jewish Bible, or I really don't believe the Bible. Fair enough. So I'll spare you the reading of 2 Kings 18 and 19 and just relate the facts to you in summary form. The king of Assyria then goes from Samaria down to the southern kingdom of Judah in Jerusalem, who's tried to throw off his oppression of them, and he lays siege there. There's this massive Syrian invasion around 701 BC, and Sennacherib overruns city after city and conquers these cities in Judah and Judea, and finally reaches Jerusalem, and they're going to lay siege to the city, but as Syria is miraculously defeated, Sennacherib's army withdraws And this takes place over 700 years before the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem by the Romans and the the subsequent deportation of the Jewish people and their replacement with with what some people call today Palestinians. And again, you may say, well, that's in the Bible. I don't believe the Bible. Well, actually, this is what is recorded in the annals of Sennacherib. This is what Sennacherib recorded. And you can find this online, you can Google Sennacherib, Sennacherib's prism. And, you, and this is on display in the British Museum. And you can find it online. You can even read off of it. Let me read to you what Sennacherib wrote around 701 BC. As for the king of Judah, Hezekiah, who had not submitted to my authority, I besieged and captured 46 of his fortified cities, along with many smaller towns taken in battle with my battering rams. As for Hezekiah, I shut him up like a caged bird in his royal city of Jerusalem. His towns that I captured, I gave to Mitni king of Ashdod, Padai ruler of Ekron, and Syllabel, king of Gaza. This is what Sennacherib records. This is Jewish land. He has overrun it. He has t- given cities to occupiers, to colonizers. Interestingly enough, he doesn't capture the royal city. And in his annals, whenever he conquered a city, he records in great detail the gloating details of that city's conquest and the subjugation of that king. He doesn't do that here with Hezekiah in Jerusalem. Why? Because God miraculously intervened. But whether you accept the miraculous intervention of God or not, you cannot deny this secular, separate record of the fact that the Jews were there. And this is Hezekiah, hundreds of years after King David. And so what we have here are the facts. The Assyrians and others they put to work there were colonizers. Israel would later return and the forefathers of the Palestinians were colonizing the place. So shouldn't Israel be afforded the same privileges as so-called indigenous peoples around the world? And it's kind of interesting because even the Native Americans aren't from here, right? The DNA record shows... They're from Asia. They likely crossed the Bering Strait to get here. The so-called Aborigines in Australia, no one is sure where they came from. But the fact of the matter is, regardless of the Hamas invasion, shouldn't Israel have the right of indigenous people to claim all of Palestine from the river to the sea? And since they were attacked and invaded on October 7th, shouldn't everyone be supporting them the way that we're told we should support Ukraine? And no one is telling the Ukrainians to show restraint in defending themselves in their homeland. Why then do we tell and insist that the Jews should do that? Why the double standard? The answer is easy. Selective anti-Semitism. And speaking of double standards, let's go to World War II. When we threw off the Axis powers, the genocidal Nazis, the Italians and the Japanese, how many of their civilians died? No one talked about proportion. These governments... Italy, Mussolini, Germany, Hitler, these two had been popularly elected and then seized power with the approval of the people. And the emperor of Japan was considered a god. The people fully supported him. And you know what? They died for their support. That's what happens in a war when you invade other countries. But no one talked about all the innocent people that died here, the Italians, the Germans, and the Japanese. Or when they do, they don't talk about the Israelis in the same light. But the reality is, is that Hamas was elected by the people of Gaza, and the people support it. And, and Hamas holds no elections, and no one is seeking to throw them off. And let's not get into Hamas using human shields. At the end of the day, history tells us, with verifiable sources, that all of this is Israel's land. And moreover, they made a truce with Hamas when they gave them the land in 2004. And that truce held until the Gazan military invaded in 2023 in October and slaughtered all these people. And Israel is being told to show restraint, unlike Ukraine. So where's the beef? In reality, from the river to the sea, all of Palestine should be Israeli. But that's not what Israel wants. Israel wants peace. Not so the Gazans. Not so Hamas, not so Hezbollah, not so the the Iranians, not so the Palestinian Authority. At the end of the day, the Palestinian Authority occupying Bethlehem, the city of David, should be glad that Israel hasn't tried to take it back. Israel has given them the land. What has Israel gotten? And the Egyptians and Jordanians, abandoned by their own people and renamed Palestinians, should be glad that Israel has given them land. The point is, maybe Israel has a point. Jews worldwide have a point. It's not about land, it's about people. It's about anti-Semitism. And maybe we should consider how harshly we are treating the Jews today, particularly since Christ was born in Bethlehem, and that's a Jewish city. This is their homeland, and if you think honestly about it, they have every right to claim that land, which they're given much of it away, and to defend themselves. The Jews are the injured party in this war. They're in the right, and now the Gazans, having backed Hamas, are suffering the consequences of their misplaced loyalty and misguided Jewish hatred. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Share us on social media with your friends. If you have a question, you can reach out to me at KeithCrosby at Yahoo.com. Until next time, may God keep you and bless you.